New Chargers offensive coordinator Kellen Moore wants to build an offense specifically around Justin Herbert, but we've heard that before, so he's going to have to prove it. You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Lockdown Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer. We've been covering the Chargers together now for seven years, but this is our fifth year as the host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing your team every day. Thank you guys for making this your first listen today. And to make sure you never miss the show, go subscribe to the Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms, wherever you get your podcast from. Well, David, we finally got to hear from the new man in charge, Kellen Moore, the man tasked with this Chargers offense, and he said all the right things as they often do. Said he wants to build the offense around Justin Herbert, but so did Joe Lombardi. Do we have more faith that he can do that? And he also opened up a little bit about maybe bringing in some of his own staff and why some of that might be unlikely, but there is a likely candidate that did get released from the Cowboys who could make a lot of sense for the Chargers in Doug Neusmeyer. So we'll talk about him as well as why he wanted to work with Brandon Staley and also maybe someone that finally values speed. But today's episode of Locked on Chargers is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com. Promo code Locked On. David, we finally got to hear the press conference, and we know press conferences you don't, you're never going to get the full truth, and it doesn't always hold water. And we've heard things before, and all the guys say a lot of the same things, like when Kellen Moore says, "We're going to build a 2023 LA Chargers offense." Will you be able to see Air Coriel, Jason Garrett side? Absolutely. Will you see the West Coast Mike McCarthy side? Absolutely. We'll keep the things that are in place that Justin Herbert feels really good about and we're willing to explore. He's saying the right things, David, but what does that look like, right? What do we want to see? Because there is an avenue where I think maybe Joe Lombardi failed where we could see Justin Herbert used a little bit more efficiently and even the Chargers skill players. Yeah, I, I think the, the whole thing here is getting the most out of your quarterback, right? It's it's putting him in the best positions for him to go out there and succeed using his unique gifts, his athleticism, his ability to throw on the run, his ability to run with the football, his you know just incredible arm strength. You want to see someone who is going to build a system that is going to provide the opportunity for Justin Herbert to be accentuated at the absolute most it can possibly be. And that's exactly what we heard from Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi, right? Even from Brandon Staley after that first year, he said, hey, I think we did it right. We are building around Justin Herbert, right? But it still always felt like, hey, this isn't an offense really feeling like it's built for Justin Herbert, right? It looks like an an offense that Justin Herbert is orchestrating very well, but so much of it is based on precision and just maybe not as much of just all the other physical gifts that he brings to the table. And what he also said is just, I'm not just going to be coming in here and dropping down the Dallas Cowboys playbook and saying, learn this and we'll do this. Right. And he says, there's a lot that they've built that he, you know, Justin Herbert does well. And that is, you know, you're trying to build Frankenstein's monster. You're trying to build Frankenstein's offense. You're trying to take all the best things from everything you've learned at every stop of the way, but it's so much easier said than done. So, I mean, if you could live in a perfect world, if they're truly staying true to their word, you would be able to, yes, take the things that Justin Herbert did well, but also find the ways in which he wasn't being used best 
and use him in that way. I do think some of the things that he was already doing with Dak Prescott, and that is more, he was doing a lot of the things you want to see Justin Herbert do, right? Getting on the move more, top 10 team as far as getting the quarterback on the move, being able to set up easy throws for Justin Herbert as well. That's another big thing that in those crunch time moments, Joe Lombardi always reverted back to the Joe Lombardi in his comfort zone, right? The stick yeah. and spacing and all of those things. And it was so obvious on those critical downs what he was going to do. Kellen Moore can't do that. You can't regress and just go back to your comfort zone. You still have to do the things that fit your offense best, right? Like quarterback sneaking. We'll talk about that today, too, and doing that more. That fits your six foot six quarterback well. So I do Very think well. that. <laughs> the big question is, David, do you have more faith in Kellen Moore to make an offense around Justin Herbert than Joe Lombardi did, who, you know, obviously that said that when his opening press conference as well? Yeah, I mean, I, I think when you look at this and you look at Kellen Moore, he's actually had some success building an offense and having to create when the circumstances aren't at the most ideal. I mean, hey, it's great to have Dak, Dak Prescott at quarterback, but what if you got Cooper Rush at quarterback and then you have to now start creating an offensive system for him and for his unique skill set and having to really kind of strip things away and not say, Hey, I'm going to make you go out there and do the DAC system. No, I'm going to go out there and build a system around you. And we're going to try to find as much success with you as we possibly can. And they found a lot of it. I mean, to the tune of a four and one record. Yeah, that's the nice thing is you've seen him do it right this year. You saw him adjust the offense, losing someone like Amari Cooper, who I think yeah. is their best true deep threat for they sure gave him away, you know, for pennies on the dollar to the Cleveland Browns. Crazy. And you saw him do it most importantly with Cooper Rush. Like he had to do that on the fly. Dak gets hurt. You yeah. have to build it. You know, what What would the Chargers record be? You know, Chase Daniel was out there for five games last year. I don't think it'd be four and one. And I Maybe understand one and four. Of, yeah, yeah. more likely to be one and four than four and one, in my opinion. And a lot of that has to do with, hey, the Cowboys had a really good defense as well. But the biggest thing was is he didn't try to make him do too much. He built an offense that he knew that Cooper Rush could, you know, be able to understand and get a grasp on. And he did it super well to the point where, like we've talked about, people wanted Cooper Rush starting over Dak Prescott, right? And I think it's, you know, that's what a lot of these great offensive schemes do. And that's when you see great offensive schemes. And that's when you see... Brock Purdy win, you know, eight games in a row and why Kyle Shanahan gets so much credit for being able to do it with seemingly anyone. But I do think that you have been able to see it with him. And I do have more faith that Kellen Moore can do this. I think that the other thing you saw as well from him, and that gives you a lot of faith that he can be able to kind of correct some of Joe Lombardi's mistakes is that he also did it well under two different head coaches. He did it well under Jason Garrett, and he did it well under Mike McCarthy. had top 10 offenses under both of those guys. And I don't even know if those guys necessarily helped him the most. And we're going to talk about that next, getting into just, you know, what he can do now with the full offensive creativity. But just an example of one thing that we've seen, David, him trying to use all of his personnel, the Hulk package. How could you not love the Hulk package? It's basically a wishbone formation, but instead of two running backs, you know, lining up in front of the true tailback in the backfield, you have two offensive linemen. As Zach Martin was quoted as saying, a lot of beef on the field at the same time. So it's nice seeing those kind of innovations and some things he's already in wrinkles he's already kind of put into the mix. That one I like especially, right? Creating mismatches personnel-wise, creating numbers mismatches. That's something you see a lot with Kellen Moore's offense. 
Well, and you can you can envision the application of that Hulk package too, because what one of the things that Justin Herbert does that absolutely marvels everybody is they move him to the you know the right or the left side of the field, and then he just shot puts an absolute laser cannon sixty yards on you know the other side of the football field. Yeah, that happens a lot, and you can really envision the Hulk package providing some extra time, some extra protection to allow Justin Herbert to have to load up and let go of that football and, and, you know, hurl that thing all the way down the football field and also just getting more physical in the running game too. That's yeah. one thing we know that Kellen Moore has had success orchestrating a, a rushing attack. And I know that Hulk package was one of those things that assisted in that. And we know that also the Chargers tight ends aren't super physical as that right. is currently constituted. So I'd rather have them out there or potentially just get two more beefy guys out there. And I think the thing is for the Chargers, especially when you're not being able to do something, sometimes you have to switch things up, right? If you're yeah. not just able to run the ball traditionally and with all the you know other teams playing these shell defenses against Justin Herbert and running two high safeties to try to take away the explosives, this is something to counteract that, right? This is something to go and attack these light fronts to be able to hopefully find a balance for Justin Herbert. So, I mean, I, I don't know if Frankenstein is complete yet. I have more faith that he's going to be able to build Frankenstein than I did with Joe Lombardi. And obviously it failed with Joe Lombardi. So hindsight's twenty yeah. twenty. Joe Lombardi seemed like he reverted to what he knew with Drew Brees and the Saints and all those things. Kellen Moore's kind of coming from his own way, his own coaching tree of offense that he kind of built with, you know, some other ties in it. But that's what I'm really excited about to see. What is it going to look like without the constraints of Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy? Because those aren't really two offensive minds I love a lot or really, really trust. And I also want to see if he potentially brings in some of his own staff. But it seems like that may be limited. So we're going to talk about that. But we do have to tell you guys that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel, the number one sports book in America and also the only app that you need if you want to be betting on the Super Bowl. We're really excited about our new sports betting partner for Lockdown because they are the number one sports book in America. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Right now, guys, download FanDuel so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your bet doesn't win. That means if you lose your bet when you place that, you could win up to $3,000. Tell me how many places are doing that. And FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. And let's be honest, it's Super Bowl 57. I'm looking for all of the props. They have the best props available. I'm going to be doing all of them, you know, how long is the national anthem, Gatorade color, Sign me up for all of it with FanDuel. And also the great thing about FanDuel, same game parlays. There's only one game next weekend, guys, when the Super Bowl rolls around. You want to have as many bets on that as possible. You can do that with FanDuel, and you can't do that a lot of other places. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Let's continue talking about this Kellen Moore press conference, David, and we'll see if we get some more pressures from Brian Staley about the hire and even Tom Telesco. I hope we do and get to hear kind of what their thoughts are on it because we saw it happen very, very quick. Very. But one of the things that's most interesting, right, and one of the things that I think is the hardest thing to quantify is when you're an offensive coordinator, play caller, but you're under a head coach that's an offensive guy, how much is that person having an impact, right? And for Kellen Moore, he came up as a quarterback's coach 2018. In 2019, he was promoted to being offensive coordinator, right? They went away from Scott Linehan. He took some of those Scott Linehan things, but he also had Jason Garrett kind of looking over his shoulder in that way. And then when Mike McCarthy came in, he had Mike McCarthy looking over his shoulder. And there was multiple mentions of this, something like this in this press conference. I had a ton of fun the last few years being able to 
build this thing together, build an offense, build a system that kind of merged two worlds together. I think we had a ton of success. And that is great, David, because guess what? They had one of the best offenses in the league over the last four years. So, like, obviously, even incorporating some of those things helped Kellen Moore. But at the same time, when I look at Jason Garrett, who went on to, after being fired by the Cowboys, offensive coordinator for the Giants and was really bad. And with Mike McCarthy, it kind of feels like he Kellen Moore was the scapegoat in some sense because he just had to to try to keep his job. See, like, well, I'm going to if I'm going to go down the ship, I'm going to do it my way. Right. And there was definitely seemingly a power struggle there which makes me more excited, David, to see what this offense can look like without those constraints because those aren't two guys I love their philosophy. I would much rather see what Kellen Moore wants to do on his own without the potential offensive coach you know, hanging and looming there. Yeah, and it seems like that was one of the things that kind of led to led to this split between oh, Kellen yeah. Moore and the Cowboys was that difference in philosophy and kind of how they see things from the offensive perspective. So, yeah, I mean, when you're under two offensive head coaches, it's going to be a situation where you're going to have to kind of run things under how they want things to look. I mean, you're not going to have as much freedom. You're not going to have as much creativity. You're not going to be able to be the one that runs the entire show and runs it in your image, how you want it to look. Now he gets that opportunity. He's not going to be under anyone's, uh, you know, kind of umbrella of offense. He gets to create that himself. He gets to, you know, obviously, you know, that also takes away that safety net, right? You know, you can't say it's any it's anybody else's fault if you There's do no fail. Sure. So now it's either you go out there and you have all kinds of success creating your own type of offense, or you know, you fail and it's definitely completely on you. The other thing I could throw a wrench into that is just we don't know how much Brandon Staley, you know, the impact he has on the Chargers oh, yeah. offense. <laughs> We heard some about it with Joe Lombardi. We know he has some role. We know he's there for the fourth down decisions and things like that. But we don't fully know how much he has as far as impact on the game-to-game kind of game plan in, in this offensive philosophy, right? We know he yeah. believes in some things. But in the first all-in episode, right, what did he say? We're going to chuck this mother effort down the field. like, And it just <laughs> didn't happen, right? So like, it yeah. seems like he wants that. When he's talking about why Joe Lombardi was like, oh, he's talking about explosive plays in the running game and all those things. So even though he may have had some role, it didn't seem like it was working out, you know, the way he wanted it to. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what role he has now with Kellen Moore at the helm. But the one interesting thing that we were kind of thinking out loud is, hey, could Kellen Moore bring someone like Joe Philbin, right? Is Brendan Nugent, who was a, you know, Joe Lombardi guy, is he potentially someone who could still get let go and have them bring in more Cowboys staff guys? But when he was asked about bringing in his own staff, he said this, Brandon Staley, I, Brandon Staley and I have been talking through this over the last few days, and I just love the way that he really likes his offensive staff. So one of the things I took away from that, David, is Brandon Staley really likes the offensive staff he has still there right now, so I wouldn't expect any more cuts potentially. At least that's on the surface level. That's kind of what it seems like he's saying. Yeah, you're reading in between the line, sure. the lines here. It seems pretty obvious that Brandon Staley likes his guys, and a lot of these guys have you know his connections with Brandon Staley specifically. And, you know, you know, it's funny as Kellen Moore is like, yeah, these guys are all great. They're smart. It seems like they're all going to be collaborative. But, you know, it's just one of those, you know, obviously he's not going to be able to bring in his own guys. He's going to have to kind of work with who is already in place. Although there might be one position, you know, as far as, you know, an open opening that he might have some kind of uh, input in. And that's probably going to be the quarterback's coach. And that's, you know, the obvious place because one thing we saw with Joe Lombardi is they brought in someone from a completely different system in Shane Day with no connection to Joe Lombardi to be the quarterback's coach. 
will they change that and, and get two more similar guys now that that didn't work out? You know, but I think the quarterback coach could make more sense now because the Cowboys did fire their quarterback coach, who maybe is a Kellen Moore guy, right? Maybe that's yeah. why that happens. But Doug Neusmeyer has been let go. This is from Todd Archer, ESPN covers the Cowboys for them. Doug Neusmeyer spent three seasons as the Cowboys quarterbacks coach interviewed for the Ravens OC spot. Multiple poor multiple sources in his three years. Dax Prescott set a team record with touchdown passes in a season with 37 and had five different starters, including Cooper Rush, who went four and one in 2022. So we'll see, you know, if he ends up landing an offensive coordinator job, which obviously makes this, you know, a moot point. Yeah. But it makes a lot of sense to me, David, because yeah. Moore was the quarterback coach for Kellen or he was Moore's quarterback coach over the last three seasons. And yeah. he's also been within the same amount of time. They both came to the Cowboys in 2018. Neusmeyer started as a tight ends coach and got moved to a you know quarterbacks coach. And it just makes a lot of sense that these two guys who have been kind of joined at the hip that he would be maybe, you know, talking about bringing him in. Definitely. I think it makes a ton of sense because you want somebody who is more fluent in some of those aspects of the Dallas offense that Kellen Moore is going to want to try to bring in and try to teach to Justin Herbert. And you want somebody who is going to be working intimately with Justin Herbert on a day to day basis that is familiar with that language that can, like you said, ease that transition and quicken that, uh, you know, that process of change. We know that Justin Herbert is incredibly intelligent, academic Heisman, you know, a biology yeah. major, just an incredibly smart individual, has a high processor. And, uh, you know, we know that his uh, ability to grasp information is fantastic, but it does not hurt adding someone to the mix that can help, you know, kind of translate that information in a way that is going to be able to be easy for him to understand and implement. Yeah, and it's interesting seeing what Cowboys fans say about this specific dude in general. You know, people yeah. saying, hey, fire him too. Dak has regressed under him, whatever. But, like, Dak also had a career year in 2021 when this dude was his quarterback coach, right? Yeah, and, like I top mean, offense Dak, in the league. Yeah. yeah, and, I mean, Dak missed a ton of games over the last three seasons is when he missed yep. most of those games, right? So that is something where, I mean, that's hard to do. Obviously, must have coached Cooper Rush up pretty well to have yeah. him ready to come in those games and perform the way that he did, right? But this is, I mean, the other part of it here, David, is just not only will he help in the transition to this new offense, yeah, but who better to run? Like, if Kellen Moore's offense explodes with Justin Herbert this year, he does get a head coaching job. Who better to to try to keep that offense going than the dude who's literally been his quarterback coach since he's been an offensive coordinator pretty much, three of the last four years, right? Three of his four years as coordinator. And I'm sure that Kellen Moore had a lot to do with this dude moving from tight ends coach to quarterbacks coach, right? So obviously yeah. these two dudes seem close from the outside looking in. But if you are afraid of Kellen Moore getting a head coaching job and you're afraid about the continuity with Justin Herbert having to have a new offensive coordinator again, right? Because he's had so many in college and in the pros. It seems like this would be a pretty easy place to be like, hey, this dude is kind of the guy in waiting if it goes down like that. Also as an offensive coordinator for Nick Saban but for two seasons, has a ton of college experience with Florida, with Michigan ton of big time programs in college so it, it's interesting i mean this is a relationships business he's a guy that would make a lot of sense well and you know that you know brandon staley is not only about developing players but he's also about developing coaches and trying to keep that carousel of coaches going so if kellen moore does get you know a head coaching opportunity you would like to have somebody who is you know understanding of the offense and has experience calling plays 
and could naturally step into that position where you have the least amount of change possible with a quarterback that has dealt with a lot of change in his college and professional career. And that's why you're hoping it works out here, right? And unfortunately, if it goes bad or good, Justin Herbert could lose Kellen more quickly, right? And that's yeah. just the nature of it, especially with Brandon Staley's situation going into year three, right? And what's going to happen in year three for him. So it's going to be, you know, there's a lot of pressure on both of these guys to get the job done. But hopefully if everything goes right, this is a guy who can stick around for a couple of years and really kind of build this thing out and help in Justin Herbert's development. Maybe Doug Newsmeyer is a guy to come and kind of help that and bridge that gap and help with the terminology and all of those things. But this happened fast, right? And I'm sure there was some talks about who he would bring in or if, you know, even about Doug Newsmeyer when they were hiring him or in that hiring process, right? So it's going to be very interesting to see. But why did Kellen Moore want to go work with Brandon Staley? He talked about that a little bit and he also talked about that he loves speed. Do we finally get someone saying they want more speed on the Chargers offense? We're going to get into that, but I do need to tell you guys that this episode is also brought to you by Price Picks, the proud owner of Crossover Thursdays. No crossover today, but Price Picks is still the best daily fantasy app out there. All you have to do is pick two to six players, and if they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you can win up to 20 time, 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available, and there's a ton of fun ones. I'm sure there'll be some joint ones as well where you're trying to figure out if Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes in the big game will have more or less than a certain amount of passing yards or rushing yards or touchdowns, there's so many things, so many entries that you can make. And if you're sick of football, I get it. But the great thing about prize picks is you could also go men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, whatever you're looking for, you can make entries with prize picks. And that's one of the best things about them. You're always going to be able to find it if you want to. And entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Can't tell you how many times I've woken up late having to get some entries in, and I've been able to do it because it's so quick at Price Picks. So download the Price Picks app or go to PricePicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. You deposit $100, you'll get $100. If you deposit $50, you'll get $50. So don't forget to enter that promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. One of the interesting things, David, about this situation with Kellen Moore was just how quickly it happened. And I mean, I think when you're just looking at it from, you know, the stat sheet and things like that, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, a top 10 offensive coordinator ended up coming available when you fired your offensive coordinator. And that doesn't happen very often. It seems like it was, you know, it's like he fell into that, his lap. Yeah, it did fall into their lap in, in a way. Right. And I mean, there's obviously a reason why Dallas got rid of him, but it's not as cut and dry. It's not because the offense underperformed. That's for sure. Right. No, it didn't. Didn't put up numbers in the biggest game of the season against a very good defense, for sure. Everyone deserves, you know, some of the the blame for that. But it was interesting how quickly it happened. It was also interesting hearing him talking about why Brandon Staley was someone he was willing to go join up with so quickly after leaving Dallas. Yeah, I mean, it really was. I mean, and, and I think a lot of it had to do with the alignment. I mean, a lot these guys, you know, got to talking at the joint practices and and found out that they're very, very similar. He said, we started talking about a philosophical standpoint. We're hitting a lot of the same points, a lot of the same approaches. It just felt like it was a really good alignment. Alignment is huge, and I'm excited to be able to work with him and be able to build this thing together. So a lot of the, the ways that they see you know, the offensive game, you know, are, are very much the same. You know, there's a lot of those same type of, you know, movements and trying to put the, uh, you know, the opposing defense in conflict because Brandon Staley is a quarterback. And, he, you know, we, we've talked about it many, many times. He kind of sees the defense that way and he wants the offense and defense to kind of be married up in that kind of, uh, you know, same approach. 
Yeah, and I mean, who wouldn't want that, right? It's trying to attack other teams' weaknesses like on a yeah. game-to-game basis and trying to make those adjustments. But it was interesting also hearing kind of what more thought of Steely's defense, right? Because they did yeah. go up against each other. Now it's been twice, right? They played each other in 2021, and then they had the joint practices in 2022 during training camp. And mm-hmm. this is what he said. He does a phenomenal job of game planning and finding the formula he needs to use to succeed each and every week. And it can be different from one week to another. He does a great job of challenging the offense, challenging them with personnel, challenging them with pre-snap looks, making it hard on the quarterback post-snap. Those are all things that if you flip it to the other side, that's what we want on our offense. So it was interesting hearing that. And hey, that's his new boss. What is he supposed to say? Right. I mean, but yeah. I do think that that is something that Brian Staley has proven he can do. And people don't want to hear this because people want Brian Staley fired, but like, you saw the game plans, even against you know the Jaguars in the worst game of the season. You saw the game plan there. You oh, yeah. saw the game plans over the four-game win streak, right? And you also saw the game plans against the good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs and the Raiders, even in the Raiders' loss. And the 49ers. Yeah, yeah, and the 49ers as well. Uh, held that team down when they still had Jimmy G. So that yeah. was – I mean, I think that's true, right? And I think that does make him, you know, want to do it. And also just being around other young coaches. Yes. I think is part of it as well, right? Getting in on the ground floor of something. And he mentioned like that to too. Special. He's like, hey, that's another one of the other things that, that kind of draw drew me to this position was kind of getting in there and being able to work with another young up-and-coming coach in this league. And the other great thing too was he was asked specifically, you know, about the Kyle Shanahan and the Sean McVay offenses and things like that. And he says, hey, I watch these guys every week. I'm yeah. learning from these guys, right? And, and it's just interesting because, I mean, it is a big fraternity in this coaching group, but you want to be able to learn from each other, and hopefully these guys are able to learn from each other. And, you know, Brandon Staley will have to be a little bit better defensively because hopefully he's going up against a better schematic offense and practice and things like that. But he also talked about speed and was asked about speed, and that's been such a big topic during this offseason. And this is what he had to say about it. Speed is always dangerous. We certainly have seen that throughout this league. When you do have speed, it's certainly a huge advantage. I think that's an advocate for speed, David. I don't know about you. He did say, hey, there's other ways to do it as well because he was asked about that specifically because that's what Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley said. But hopefully this is also the guy just, you know, between me and you can push for that speed, can can make a point to say, hey, we need more speed. And he didn't have a ton of it in Dallas, especially last year. But that was obvious. And I think that's something that's so obviously missing. Hopefully he is a big advocate for bringing that in. Please please god the chargers need all kinds of electric speed on this offense because we know it's easy to imagine that it's going to take this offense to the next level i mean you want to see justin herbert throwing to a jamar chase to a you know jalen waddle to a jerry judy guys that can truly stretch the field and really take the top off of a defense because Justin Herbert can hit those guys in stride. He has that yeah. type of arm strength. So, yeah, to hear that coming from the new offensive coordinator is very encouraging, and hopefully he has some kind of input and says, hey, you know, I know we, we love Keenan Allen and we love Mike Williams and we love what these guys are capable of doing, but get me a burner and let me show you exactly what this offense is capable of looking like. And we can talk about all day, right, him building the offense around the Chargers skill set and stuff like that. But it's just impossible to deny that being able to have that kind of speed, being able to have more explosiveness and guys who can create after the catch and not just catch the ball deep down the field is important. And it's going to help him build this offense because can he build an offense around the guys they have? Absolutely. He didn't have a ton of speed last year. C.D. Lamb's a four or five guy. Michael Gallup's a four or five guy. I mean, that's what the Chargers have, a bunch of four or five guys. I mean. He had Amari Cooper before that, right? And he ran a 4-4-2 and had more speed there. 
definitely runs, you know, quicker than that. And CD Lamb, I think, is, you know, faster in game than he is, you know, just trying to run a 40. But yeah, I, I think that you've seen him kind of make it with what he has. I think he would love to have some faster options because it just makes everything easier on an offensive coordinator when you have someone to stretch the field. If you want to talk about stretching the field horizontally and vertically, you have to have someone who can get there and get there in a good time so you don't have to hold on to the football for 10 seconds before you throw it, right? That's a yeah. big thing, and that's just something the Chargers don't have. Yeah, if they have enough time, Mike Williams can get 40 yards down the field, right? Sure. But it's just different, and, and you right. want to have options. And you don't, you know, having Mike Williams be able to do that is even better if you have someone that can legitimately stretch the field in the way that we hope they bring someone in. But yeah. sometimes it's not just about those explosive plays, David. Sometimes it's about the little plays. And one thing I loved hearing from Kellen Moore was his thoughts on quarterback sneaks because guess what? In the biggest game of the season, the Chargers had a third and one. Instead of trying to do a quarterback sneak with their 6'6", 240-pound, 240-pound quarterback, <sighs> they went with the jet sweep to Michael Bandy, who didn't even know he was getting the ball. But Ridiculous. this is what I love to hear. We did a ton of this this year with Cowboys Dak Prescott or with quarterback Dak Prescott, and we're really effective with it. Certainly the ability to push behind the quarterback, that's been incorporated a ton this year, and that's a big part of it. Statistically and analytically speaking, when you look at it, it's a really, really effective play. And he also says it's very effective and it's quicker to get those necessary yards instead of handing the ball off to a guy who's five, six, seven yards behind you. And not only did we see that, Dave, we also saw some variations of that one quarter. You know, people trying to sell out against the Cowboys to stop the quarterback sneak. We saw some wrinkles off of that. It looked a lot better than the Chargers handoff to Michael Bandy. But I love <laughs> to hear that. Sometimes don't overthink it. Use your giant quarterback. Have him go get you a first down. He's basically undefeated and should be. Yeah, it seems like this guy understands some form of common sense. So I am happy to hear that because... It was pretty much automatic. Every single time they were in a QB sneak situation, Justin Herbert got the conversion, got the verse down. I think he was only not successful on one occasion all of last season. So it's just, come on. It makes too much sense. He's a beast. He always converts it. Don't overthink it. Just do it. It's going to yield positive results. I just love hearing it, and I mean, the proof is in the pudding. They did it a yes. lot more than the Chargers did, you know, percentage-wise, and it's just such a an easy play. You hear defenders talk about it all the time. It's the hardest play to stop, like, yep. when, you, when you're in those situations. So, hopefully, we see it a lot more. The Chargers have the man to do it, obviously. Justin oh, Hill yeah. a very big, very strong man who doesn't yes, miss a lot of time in the weight room at all. So, it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. But, hey, maybe you're tired of hearing us talk about Colin Moore. The great news is it's not crossover Thursday, but we have a special Friday show for you guys tomorrow because we're bringing on Landon McCool from Locked On Cowboys. And it seemed like he was a little upset that Colin Moore got away. So, it's going to be interesting to hear, you know, someone who covers them every day to hear what he thinks about the, you know, why did they split? What does Kellen Moore bring to the table? What are Kellen Moore's flaws? We're going to get into all of that tomorrow. So make sure you guys are here with Landon McCool of Locked On Cowboys for a big interview we have coming up. To make sure you don't miss it, go subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. Thank you guys again for making this your first listen. If you need a second listen today, I have great news for you because Locked On NFL is doing their last recap of senior bowl practices and they're going to be getting into who are standing out and that is going to be important. The Chargers take senior bowl players every single year so make sure you guys check that out at 9 p.m eastern time tonight and then wrapping up senior bowl week it's going to be a lot of fun and to make sure you never miss this show make sure you're following us on all of our social media as well because we post it to there every day you can find me on twitter at dan talk sports and david drogmeyer's dms are always open at drotonk sd you can also find the show's page at locked on lac you can also find us on our locked on chargers facebook page and at locked on chargers on instagram if you guys want to get in on the next chargers mailbag show we want some more voicemails from you guys to get your calls on the show. Call into 323-524-7924. If 
you get it in around 30 seconds and it's a good question, you will probably most likely get on the show. But that's going to do it for us today. Make sure you guys are back here tomorrow for a big interview with Locked On Cowboys breaking down this Kellen Moore hiring. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.